0: Hello everyone, welcome to T V Literate, the podcast that unapologetically enjoys trashy TV. I'm Jillian.
1: And I'm Megan. Hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. That's all I got for this week is hell yeah. We're here. We're here. We've made it this week. That's enough. You know? It's it's been a strug. It's been a strug. <laughs> that is true. I don't disagree, but we're here. So Yeah. For what it's worth, well, we're here. We are. And what have you been watching this week?
0: Because I don't remember.
1: <laughs> um, well, we watched Nine Perfect Strangers this week, which we watched. Oh, my God. That's out so far. There's one episode left that comes out next week. And I'm so excited, so excited for it. And I'm particularly excited for it because it is actually really different from the book. And <gasps> I basically have no idea what's happening anymore. So that's exciting to me. Like, I... I it's it's an interesting like adaptation because a lot of it is very like the background of it's very similar. The characters are all the same pretty much, but um, mm-hmm. there's just like a lot more to the show, a lot more kind of details, okay. which makes sense because I mean, it's a, yeah you know, eight hour show as opposed to yeah. a book. So, and I feel like a lot of the book was a lot of like introspective things that can be easier shown. So, there's, like, yes. more shit going on in the book, is what I'm, or in the show, is what I'm saying, which is fun. Yeah,
0: the book has to describe that weird-ass compound, and uh, exactly. the show can just show you that weird-ass compound.
1: <laughs> right, right. So, um, yeah, but I, I liked the book, and I'm liking the show, too. Like, they're both a, a lot of fun, so I'm really excited Hell for yeah. next week.
0: The finale. The finale. It's all going to come down to it. It's going to oh, be We've nuts. gotten all the pieces
1: of the puzzle. It's been crazy. Like, it just keeps getting crazier. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's gonna go out with a bang. I have a feeling.
0: Yeah, well, and like the funniest thing about that show is because like when we started watching it, only like two or three episodes had come out, and so we've been watching it every week. Mm-hmm. And just for like the first four or five episodes, I was like, you know, this seems nice. Just go somewhere nice and have someone drug me until I'm happy.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it definitely seems much more innocent the p- the first few episodes, and then it gets a little like. Okay, this is yeah. nuts. These people are nuts. Yeah.
0: Everyone's <laughs> trying to, like, bring back the dead or live in a false reality. We're not sure.
1: Yeah, there's just uh, a whole lot going on. So, but, yeah. 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 Also, Nicole Kidman yeah. is amazing, so.
0: She's so good. And Melissa McCarthy, especially yeah, in the oh, most recent episode. Holy yes. shit.
1: she's She is. Ugh. She's so good. And, yeah, I don't know. It's just a lot of fun. So, I re- highly does. recommend it. Hell, yeah. That's about all that I've been watching. I've still been kind of watching Life Swap here and there because it's yeah. amazing and just a whole lot of fun, um, and like Animal Crossing YouTube streams. Uh, so nothing super exciting, <laughs> but yeah. What Reasonable. about you? What have you been watching?
0: Um, well, we've been we've been doing a lot of weekly shows lately, which is like weird for me because usually I like to binge. But Same. we've been watching American Horror Story, which is nice. getting weird. This. This is getting weird. Weird. Cool. <laughs> um, nine perfect strangers. Um, and then I think we've just been watching horror movies. We watched Malignant the other day. HBO Max. Um, it's from James Wan, the Conjuring guy. Okay. It's very weird. Chris cool. did not like it. I liked it. It seems to be getting very mixed reviews. Maybe one of the kind of cult classic. Nice
1: movies. Honestly, those tend to be some of my favorites. The ones that are very yeah. like controversial because. Even if I hate a horror movie, I still kinda like it. So Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Um,
0: and we've been watching a couple of the Shudder exclusives and one of them we watched was really good. Let me see if I can remember the name because I know I put it in my letterboxed. Um, okay. The movie that we watched that was really good that I recommend to everyone, that's on Shudder. It's called Seance, and it's like an all girls school and they try and conjure a ghost and who knows? Yeah, I'm but into But it's that. it's very good. I'm into the, that. It it subverts a lot of the like final girl tropes too, so it's yeah. it's fun.
1: That sounds fun. I mean, yeah. honestly, I was into it just based on the title alone. So
0: <laughs> Yes, it's very good. Um and oh, actually, since I did watch some trash this week, I rewatched The Scorpion King with the, the, sp- the rock. Oh You remember the mummy franchise spinoff? Yes. Yeah, I, I did. do. I watched that. Oh my that. god, holy <laughs> shit. Hell yes. It does still hold up. It's not a good movie, but it's a fun movie.
1: (laughs) I mean, I feel like you could say that about most movies The Rock is in. Like, let's be honest.
0: Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. If you can smell what The Rock is cooking, it may not be good, but it'll be a fun time. It'll be
1: a hell of a ride with The Rock.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It's good. But anyways. Nice.
1: Nice. Well, that sounds like a whole lot of fun.
0: Yeah. It's been
1: been a week <laughs> it's been a week I feel that just whatever sometimes gets you, you through. just got sometimes
0: you just turn on the tv and see that the scorpion king started three minutes ago and you just decide you're gonna watch it and you're gonna review it and you're gonna be like I wonder if this is still good and yeah. it is it's okay
1: there you go what a what a good surprise all right so for today we're changing it up a little bit, but not too much from the Bates. I mean, it's like not mm-hmm. that far off. We're going to Plathville, no. y'all. Going to Plathville. Going down to Cairo, Georgia. Cairo. So we are <laughs> going to talk about the first three episodes of season three, which just started airing um, like a month or so ago, whatever. Yes. Because, um, wow, there's a lot. there's a lot going on.
0: Yeah, there's a lot going on. This is like... Season three has been like the fallout of seasons one and two. Really just...
1: depressing too. Like honestly, I was like in a bad mood after I watched these episodes. I mean, I was I probably know. in a bad mood when I was before watching these episodes, but yeah, they
0: were yeah just no. A lot. I feel yeah. It's very heavy. Not much fun. Lots of like tense and energy. Yes. And like so much anger. Yes, so which much anger.
1: Justified. Reasonable.
0: Yeah. yeah, totally good good anger to have, but process it.
1: Let's get through it. Right. So exactly. So the first episode is called What's up, Sugar Bum?
0: <laughs> they really did some good uh TLC naming. Episodes this time,
1: yeah. At least though. they aren't as aren't aren't quite as cringy as the Bates ones, so it's fine. It's
0: not Plath's parties and put them up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep, that's yeah, that's exactly what it would be.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, well, this whole episode started with like a flashback to the previous two seasons, and like Whew. I know we watched them, and I know we picked them apart like we did, but fuck, when you see it all I just know. in that chunk. Oh my god. I for- These poor I, children. My
1: literal my first note is like I forgot how fucking tense everything was, especially the last interaction and in, at the plath house between Ethan and mm-hmm. parents. But like like you said, watching it all together, it's just like it was like, oh my God, so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so this episode picks us
0: up six months after the big driveway fight. Mm-hmm. And um, we kind of get teased with Ethan and Olivia are not doing as all right as they should be.
1: Right, right. Which is really sad, but not it's that so surprising, sad. I guess.
0: Mm-mm. I mean, they ma- they were married young, mm-hmm. and they went through very, very large life changes together.
1: Yes. Yeah. <sighs> and, um, I mean, there's a lot of trauma for both of them with how they were mm-hmm. raised, but particularly with ethan i think especially since it seems like olivia has been able to work through a lot of her trip her trauma and um mm-hmm. or at least began to work through it through therapy and stuff yeah i also
0: think a lot of her trauma is older now where True. ethan's most recent like main drama was fucking six months ago yeah,
1: definitely definitely it's like Holy ongoing shit. still for sure yeah yeah so we move on from that little teaser to go to uh, Mariah and Max, who have been together for almost a year now and have done a lot of growing up together. And mm-hmm. they just seem really like, I don't know, they seem to really like each other, which is nice. Mm-hmm. They seem to
0: like each other and like they seem to have a pretty good set of communication skills. Definitely. Yeah. For each other. Right. Which sure. is good um they were talking about how they've had lots of strain on their relationship which obviously again mm-hmm. you have parents who are trying to control you and you, you're fighting it not great not great for relationships
1: no not really not great
0: Mm-mm.
1: they kind of talked she kind of like did an overview of her and max's relationship and how they kind of started together but then they had to take a step back and Mariah said she really needed to be like more stable on her own before she was able to give herself to a relationship, which is totally fair. So, good on her yeah, for holy like really eighteen that. year
0: old having like good
1: boundaries for herself. I know it's that I think I say this every time we talk about Plathville, but I'm always just so impressed by the older Plath children and their ability to to have boundaries and force boundaries and. I don't Mm -hmm. know. They're just their maturity, especially given how immature their parents are. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's wild. It really
1: is. It really is.
0: Um, Mariah also said she was asked about, like, leaving the family and any feelings of guilt. And she said she didn't feel guilty leaving the family or their beliefs. That she always knew it wasn't for her, which, dang, Uh that's a kid with some fucking strong independence.
1: Yeah. But I think that, that definitely was i mean at least from the very beginning of this show it was definitely illustrated that mariah like knew that her parents (laughs) were like fucked up and how they were raising her Uh and could see right through it which is impressive because i mean we see the bates family the duggar family like all of the kids are totally all drinking the kool-aid you know
0: yep yeah, no, Mariah really has some cojones to real. stand up to her parents. I mean, she moved out at, what, 16, 17? Yeah. She was just like, I'm not taking this anymore.
1: Yeah, good for her. Um, Proud of her. Yeah, she says that her and Max kiss all the time, and they love each other, so why should they hide it? And, yeah, do whatever you're comfortable with.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, we get that... Uh, what the fuck? Sorry, my computer just sent a, you need to update notification. Um buck <laughs> <off>. so fuck <laughs> off. Um, <laughs> uh, so the next part is Max has become pretty good friends with Micah mm-hmm. and they call each other sugar bum on this,
1: <laughs> which yeah. is where the
0: title comes from, which is
1: cute. Right. It's cute. Yeah. Um Micah says that Max is almost like a brother to him now, which is really cute. Um and they're always kinda of like, you know, messing around, competing with each other, you know, being guys, mm-hmm. dudes being bros. <laughs> dudes being
0: bros and hey man all of these people all these kids who got out need all of the support people they can i'm glad micah definitely. has a nice little extra brother
1: yeah definitely definitely yeah i'm I'm happy for them i'm glad that they all have each other as a support system yeah. because it can't be easy like going out there basically Mm-mm. completely going against what you know everybody wants you to do but that's this yeah is obviously the right thing for you
0: well, and shit, being sent out without a GED or a social security number, like, fuck.
1: <laughs> fuck. Yeah, just really, really setting your kids up for failure there, Kim and Barry. Yep.
0: Um, let's see, Micah, we get a little backstory on how Micah's been doing. He's been acting and modeling, and he mm-hmm. splits his time between Tampa, I think, and yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Fucking Tampa. Who wants to go to Tampa?
1: Sorry, but. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, I... Florida.
0: You have very beautiful beaches, but Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm fine. I, I don't want to go anywhere near Florida, especially right now. Um, God, no. <laughs> no, thanks. But yeah, he said he signed with a large modeling agency and he's done several large shoots and a lot of things and like really progressed his career. This I love this quote. He said, he said, I've been told that I can transform from a country boy to a city boy pretty well.
0: I know, it was so cute. I'm like, yes, he can. He's yeah. just got to get a good haircut and cut his accent down. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, Both of them seem to be better with their parents kind of just maintaining their own private lives and creating a boundary, but still seeing them.
1: Right, definitely. Yeah, it's interesting to see kind of the different ways that the adult kids are handling mm-hmm. it you know with ethan like completely which is fair i'm not you know criticizing it but like, yeah. completely cutting them out and then max or i'm sorry mariah and micah there's too many m's um <laughs> <laughs> like basically just saying you know i've gotten over it and i've moved on and you know just letting it yeah go. i think there's something to be said
0: for the fact that the insult to Ethan was less on him and more on Olivia definitely. from them. Mm-hmm. Um, so he definitely has more anger than Mariah and Max were just like, or Mariah and Micah, fuck, now I do.
1: I know, it's too hard. I, my notes are like, there's too many and they're all, it's just too much.
0: I know, if we just, we could do the Duggers, but we can't do Mariah, Max, and Micah. I don't know what it is. Um, But Mariah and Micah both just kind of had their own like, hey, you fucked us up for the world, but mm-hmm. we'll fix it ourselves yeah. and i think that's a lot easier of a hurt to get over than you wouldn't let my wife plan her own wedding you and you like actively hate her, hate her
1: and are yeah definitely and he definitely has more reason to be angry for sure um, mm-hmm. but i think and i think a, uh, it's good for the younger kids that micah and mariah mm-hmm. are still coming around and they're seeing that like hey you don't burn up and go to hell if you move out of the house and live your life or if you kiss a boy Right. Or, like, live your life differently than mom and dad raised us. Like, you're not going to die. It's going to be fine. So, that's good. Yeah. Um. So, it's Barry's birthday. And Micah, oh Mariah, and Max are going over to the Plath house to celebrate. Um, and, yeah, Mariah says that her re- their relationship has gotten better. And she's just, she says she's just loves her parents for who they are and like, ex- and knows what she's getting herself into and just kind of is going with it. Yeah.
0: I think the separation from living with them has helped Mariah should, and Micah definitely. a lot because they can keep their private lives private, which of course, in the third episode that we watched, fucking Barry gets in this snarky, like, ooh, mysterious Micah. Yeah. And it's like, shut the fuck up. You don't get to know everything about your children all the time. They yeah. can have their own
1: lives. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He also, like, he's an adult now. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Before they get go over to dinner at the Plath's house, Max pulls Micah aside and kind of talks mm-hmm. about how I think it's coming up on him and Mariah's anniversary, and he wants to get her, like, a little promise pinky ring, um, which <laughs> is really sweet. And so he wants... <laughs> He wants to. It's so cute because they're
0: 18. They're not like a father and daughter. They're yeah. just 18 year olds who are like, we don't want to get married, but I just want to say that I really like you. <laughs> Only time promise rings are cute. I have
1: no problem with a boyfriend giving a girlfriend a promise ring. Whatever. That's cool. Uh-uh. It's cute. Whatever. But yeah, it's weird when yeah. it's the parents giving it to the kids. That's that's where I draw, yes. the, fucking line. draw uh, the
0: fucking line. And I love that it's a pinky ring. Yeah.
1: Well, they said that they like to do like pinky promises, too. So it's mm-hmm. like it's cute. It's really cute. So he wants Micah to kind of distract Mariah while they're there so that he can so that Max can talk to Lydia about ring sizes and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so that's the plan. That's
0: the plan. Um, we get a little blip of Micah talking about how he is feeling a little left behind because he isn't in a serious relationship or married, but then he's like, hoo, might be a good thing. And he says, it may look like my siblings are winning in relationships, but I've scored more and winks at the camera. I
1: loved that so much. I was like, hell yeah, Mic- Micah, go get him. You go be a little ho. You go be a little fancy model hoe." Yeah, he, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm proud of Micah mm-hmm
0: just just be your little ho self do it in your little underoos with your 18
1: abs yeah exactly mm-hmm. you got the chance you got the you got the looks you gotta you gotta go for it yeah hustle
0: <laughs> hustle hustle that money
1: hustle them ladies
0: <laughs> don't really hustle them ladies
1: yeah no um be be good to the be good to the ladies yeah please. be
0: respectful just have fun yeah
1: exactly <laughs> So then we go over to Ethan and Olivia a little bit. Um, Olivia is returning home from a trip. I'm assuming it's probably work related. Um, and she hasn't talked to Ethan in a long time. Like, which is weird. A week. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like things like off right off the bat are not looking good.
0: Uh-uh. Um, she basically said to him that you have to go to therapy if you want to make a relationship work, like Mm -hmm. you're going to have to show that you want to do the work on yourself or else I'm going to have to go and focus on myself, which is a reasonable stance to take.
1: I think so too. Yeah. Um, (sighs) yeah, she sees that he's like grappling with a lot of anger. Um, and he used to just brush it off with humor and not really address it, but it's like gotten to the point where he can't brush it off anymore. So. He's been bottling it up so long. Yeah, for sure. Um, he, But he keeps, he's saying that he has a lot of anger and resentment built up toward his parents and the therapy doesn't really seem to be helping him. Um, I mean, therapy's hard, too, because you have to be in a certain place where you're, like, ready to accept that. And if you're not re- there, then it's not going to work for you, you know? so yeah and especially with
0: something as big as like anger like grief and depression and sadness and everything are a lot easier to deal with because it's not immediately met with defensive anger right so yeah it's hard (sighs) poor little baby he just needs he just needs to have like a freak out and like go to one of those rage rooms and smash a shit ton of plates (laughs) and just yell about it and then he can therapy about it
1: he does need to let it out for sure Yeah, he says, quote, I feel like my mom uses my younger or used my younger siblings as leverage to get me to do what she wants to do, which is fucked up.
0: Yeah. And 100% one she fucking did.
1: Yeah, 100%. And yeah, that seems to be really the biggest, the biggest thing that's getting him down. Like, he doesn't really seem to care much about, like, not having a relationship with his parents, but he's Mm -hmm. really upset that he can't have a relationship with his siblings and that. Like there's the only reason why he can't have a relationship with his siblings is because his parents are holding them against him.
0: Yeah. And it's like, it's so fucked up because you know that when Ethan was courting or whatever they do, Mm -hmm. Olivia, um, he got permission. Like he, they could have said, no, you can't marry this girl. You're 18. Like they approved of her and her family. And then oops, the second that she's like, no, I think I'm going to drink alcohol and not be a conservative Christian all the time. it's oops
1: yeah bye we don't like you anymore yeah it's it's fucked up we can't control you so we hate you yeah (sighs) i fucking hate kevin barry
0: i know i do too
1: and like mm, 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 i don't even know i know i know (sighs) so olivia thinks that the best thing for them is to get out of cairo and they kind of talked um the last season they were kind of looking at houses in a like a town not too far away but like far enough away but they've kind of decided that they want to probably rent first before they decide where they want to like put down roots permanently and um olivia wants to move to tallahassee and mm-hmm. ethan doesn't really seem to be on the same page
0: yeah no he wants to live in a rural or a small town which i get mm-hmm. that's where he grew up and he's very behind in the world of things so i can imagine how a city would be very daunting to him even compared to the normie rural folks Mm
1: -hmm. well and i think he also like whether it's a conscious thing or not doesn't want to be far away from his siblings like i think Mm -hmm. that him in his mind it probably seems like him moving away would be him like abandoning like any hope of having a relationship with them so i mean it's it's a hard it's a hard situation
0: yeah um i don't know ethan says something very therapy sounding that he did not go to therapy for i guess um was if you're striving for two different goals you will grow apart that's where i think we are in the relationship right now
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then olivia says we both want a different thing and that's scary and it's like yeah that is and i mean not that i'm blaming ethan and olivia for this but i think that this is a further testament of like probably shouldn't get married when you're that young yeah <laughs> like I think yeah. Ethan and Olivia like we basically had no other choice like that's you get married young yeah. in this situation but um yeah I mean this is when a lot of the changes happen and a lot of like you really kind of figure out what you really want in your life when you're in your 20s or whatever so it's yeah tough.
0: Well, and especially coming from a fundamentalist family, like, right. the second that you get married and move out, you're finally the head of your own household, and you can be the master of your own domain, and you have to figure out if you right. want to be like your parents or not.
1: Yeah, like, you've lived your whole life under your parents' thumb and doing what they want, and, like, I like, – uh, the, for you and me we were not raised like that we were at least allowed to be Mm-mm. a little bit you know a little bit independent and do, figure out what we yeah. like and stuff like that and they weren't even allowed to do that until the, after they were out of the house and already married it's just yep. fucked up
0: it's so fucked up it's setting everyone up for failure and what mm-hmm. happens in lots of the fundy marriages that we see in these shows except they yep. stay together for the Jesus Jesus, <laughs> yeah.
1: Guess. Jesus would be so pissed if they split up
0: Jesus doesn't believe in divorce. I know, right? I don't think we've asked him that. I think he'd be fine with divorce.
1: Yeah, I really, there's there's (laughs) other bigger problems to deal with. Okay, Mm -hmm. get your divorce.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, now we're (laughs) at the birthday party. Yes.
1: So Kim is making Caribbean seafood stew for Mary's 53rd birthday party. I don't even know. I just, everything, every time she opens her mouth, I just, she just has the most punchable face to me just because of, oh my of God. who she is. So, yeah. I
0: know. She's like Michelle Duggar level punchable yeah. face.
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. I, it's a hard draw for me to pick like which set mm-hmm. I would rather punch. Probably the Duggers because, I mean, the Duggers. But like, it's, it's, watching this show, it's hard not to pick Kim and Barry.
0: Yeah. I think, okay. I would pick Barry, then Michelle, then Kim, then Jim Bob. No. (laughs) Barry, Jim Bob, Michelle, Kim.
1: Yeah, I would definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, Barry definitely has the most, like, punchable... Like, just the facial expressions He's he just makes. a
0: fucking asshole. That man just gets off on people being upset and yeah. feeling bad. That man just sits there with his little smug-ass grin. Oh, I'm sorry he made you feel that way. He does always <laughs>
1: have such a smug-ass look on his face. And, oh, God.
0: Ugh. Yeah. Just want to punch him in the face. But
1: happy birthday, Barry. Happy You're 53. Happy so I love that Mariah shows up wearing a like cropped tube top and a choker. I love that Mariah like does not attempt to hide who she is at all in front of her parents. Like just Yeah, she's like go I'm going
0: to accept who you are, so you better fucking accept who I yeah, am. Yeah,
1: I'm just damn, she has balls and I admire her.
0: Yeah. I do. I know I admire a 18-year-old. I know. I'm
1: not <laughs> I'm not that I'm not that brave. So No. Sorry. But we haven't had
0: to be that brave, so.
1: That's true. That is true. Um, Mariah kind of talks a little bit about how it's been a little difficult kind of navigating the conflict because she's still mm-hmm. talking to Ethan and Olivia and also the parents. Um, and so it's kind of, she says it's kind of hard because it sometimes feels like she has to pick a side when she can really mm-hmm. kind of see both sides. And it's, yeah, it's just rough.
0: Yeah, and it's unfair to make someone choose between family members.
1: Definitely, definitely.
0: God, we see Lydia,
1: who's now 17. I know, I know.
0: She's so old now. I mean, she still looks like a 40-year-old woman trapped in a 17-year-old's body. Right, yeah. She's got those, like, wise little eyeballs.
1: Wise, oh, (laughs) wise. So, yeah, um, Mariah heads upstairs to work on a birthday card for Barry with the little girls. And so Max takes this opportunity to talk to Lydia and um, and asks. And he basically just asks for her to try to get her pinky ring size like it was kind of a mm-hmm. whole ordeal in getting that. But,
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was funny, though.
1: <laughs> it was good.
0: Um Lydia thinks it's super sweet and she's happy for them. She's looking forward to her own relationship, mm-hmm. which we get in the next couple episodes right. that she does have an interest but fucking Kim and Barry.
1: Yeah. You know, ruining everything as per usual.
0: Kim starts it on this one too where she's like, we just want to be family friends and then marry off the children of the same age and it's like, ah. Uh, That's weird. Yeah. What? No. That's insane. Yeah, You can't just be like, yes, we have six children, 18 to 10. You have Six children, eighteen to ten. Let's marry Let's them. Let's marry them.
1: Yes, clearly they're meant to be. Fuck yeah. Huh. Kim talks about Max and Mariah's relationship, and they. She said that both her and Barry really like Max, and they're happy for them. And again, I really love that Mariah does not like censor anything. Like her and Mariah, uh-uh. her and Max are like holding each other and kissing, and I mean not like in a not like an appropriate way, like. In a way, a young couple would be, and yeah, eighteen-year-olds are going to be a little, a little handsy, right? And um, yeah, I'm just like, go for it, show them, show them how happy yeah. you are.
0: I know, and it's so funny because Kim just has that like ever-present kind of weird smile on mm-hmm. that's just like,
1: ah, you can tell she fine. hates it, but she doesn't want to yeah. say anything. And I love that Mariah said that she partially does this. Um, as to set an example for her siblings that they should do whatever they want which yeah fuck yeah hell yeah <laughs> they should um
0: i don't know max max um says that he feels accepted as well but he is keeping kim and barry out of the promise ring thing because he doesn't want to be fucking pressured to marry her or anything right now which good Fair.
1: yeah that seems totally like a reasonable boundary to have
0: Oh, and we get this fucking whole plot line that 53 is a special number for Barry because he was number 53 on the football team and it's like... Ugh. I just
1: couldn't care less. I know. It's yeah. like, fuck you. I don't care. I just it's like, buddy,
0: know. if you're still that proud of your high school football number at the age of 53, I think you need something else in your life.
1: Yeah, you know he's been looking forward to that his whole life. Like, oh, I can't wait till I turn 53. I can wear my old jersey again.
0: God... <laughs> I just want to roll my eyes out of my head at these people. <laughs> I know,
1: for real. So then we get to the dinner scene, and Lydia, they're all at the table, and Lydia is kind of trying to get Mariah's attention with this pinky ring that she has. Um, they're like kind of all trying it on to see, and then to see, like, if comparing it fits
0: finger sizes. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I get it, but it was not the most. Um, subtle
1: it really wasn't but that's okay i don't i really don't think mariah like caught on that much that like no
0: something i think she's just like my siblings are weird whatever
1: yeah yeah um so the ring that they tried on ended up being too big for mariah's finger but then kim chimes in and says she has a smaller ring and she doesn't even know what's going on so she's unknowingly helping you know if she knew what was going on she wouldn't be as helpful (laughs) oh yeah for sure she would have been like uh uh -uh. no yeah Mm." (laughs) so then this smaller ring fits her pinky perfectly so now we have a perfect ring to size for her yeah um yeah (laughs) yeah
0: yeah it was a weird dinner and then someone gets barry a football and they start to wrestle each other in the Mm -hmm. kitchen that's
1: how it ends (laughs) that's how it ends happy birthday barry i hope it was great
0: which then, of course, I love that this next part is just, like, Lydia in her prayer closet yeah. praying.
1: <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, this family is not normal at all. Okay, thank uh-uh. you.
0: No. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, this whole scene was just so, like, uncomfortable. Very... And I hated that there was a camera in there with her. Like, it feels like, a, like if she had been, like, on the toilet talking to us. It did feel, like, way too private to
1: be on TV at all. I don't want to hear people's prayers. I feel like this should be for them. That's for them and God. I'm not either. I am not God. So I should not be here. I'm not these. either of them. <laughs> I'm not neither Lydia nor God. <laughs>
0: and I don't know. Lydia's wild. It's wild how hard she's clung on to religion, especially with like
1: Kim and Barry not being actually that religious. It is. It's like I mean, I, I assume that, I mean, it's a very much a comfort thing for her. So I get mm-hmm. that. And that's fine. Um, yeah, but it's it just is, wild
0: that she's the most yeah. religious of the whole family.
1: Definitely, she's definitely clung onto it way more than anyone else. Um, yeah, but yeah, I <laughs> my first note for this section is I'm simultaneously so sad for Lydia and so terrified of her. <laughs> uh huh. I get it's, that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what yeah. it is. Like, I just I feel very bad for her though. Mostly. Yeah, I feel like with like
0: when she turns eighteen, there's gonna be like some switch in her brain that's gonna turn her into this like I don't know mecha robot Gundam for God or something where she's no just God. gonna like mow down Kim and Barry or something. I don't know. Like she's just gonna fucking snap.
1: Yeah, I could definitely see <laughs> that. She's got the that. crazy eyes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so she yeah she's in her prayer closet and she's letting out her feelings and talking to God about the situation with Ethan mostly. Hmm, and it's
0: it's so awkward how like I I know that they were close siblings, but how she talks about Ethan is just always a little bit
1: too too much for me. Yeah, it it is it, it's it is weird. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't agree, know. I
0: think it's just like her desperation for connection and relationship, so but too. it definitely can read as like ooh weird. It's it a is little a little life-y. weird.
1: I think um, Olivia kind of touches a little bit on it and says that she thinks that a lot of the younger siblings view Ethan as a father figure almost, mm-hmm. and I think that that's definitely. I think it's their relationship definitely goes beyond brother and sister, and I don't mean that in like a weird, like incest. Yeah, like way, incesty but, like, way. Yeah, right. Um. Yeah, it's there's definitely more of a it's, and they're they both have so much shared trauma too that I can see yeah. that being like a very poignant relationship
0: very trauma bonded it's just very like uncomfortable because she's just i don't know she just wants his love so bad
1: yeah yeah it is and i I, I think that that's another big part of it too is that she's just very much the type that doesn't like conflict which i totally get i'm the same type of way but Mm -hmm. um and the fact that like she doesn't really have a choice in where she stands in this because she still is a child living at home with her parents, and mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I, I definitely understand how I don't even know how emotional that situation could be. It's a lot. There's a lot of oh, layers yeah. to it, too.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Lydia would have not broken from Kim and Barry if it had not. Like, I think she's gonna break from them when she's eighteen like the other kids did because of the ethan thing definitely i think yeah. it's I, the like main offense that they have committed upon her is for sure. keeping her from her ethan
1: yeah well and i think that she she knows you know underneath it all that like ethan is in the right here and that her parents are in the mm-hmm. wrong but there's like really nothing yeah. she can do about it
0: yeah she's in just the worst situation of mm-hmm. being basically the mom but no power.
1: Yep. Great. Poor Lydia.
0: And then she has to think about all the kids that if when she leaves next year, then they'll just be alone without mom Lydia or dad Ethan.
1: Yeah. Uh, <sighs> fucked up. Fucked it's up a all cursed around.
0: situation. But to lighten the mood, they did have a please do not disturb sign on the door and disturb was spelled with an E instead of a U. That's and I'm great. like, yep, this is the quality homeschooling that Kim is giving these children.
1: Yep. That sounds right to me. Oh, okay, so then we go over to um, Ethan's house, Ethan and Olivia's, and Micah is stopping by to hang out a little bit, and um, he says he's trying to, you know, hang out as much as possible with Ethan, especially since they might be moving soon, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, he goes over, and he helps Ethan sweep his deck, and then they do a workout together, which sounds awful Which,
0: it sounds awful, but probably kind of what Ethan needs, because yeah, Ethan definitely. just needs to get that fucking anger out somehow. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, it's good for Ethan. It's just I just I just hate. God no, I know. Out. Even just sweeping the porch outside, no <laughs> that's a good. workout. It's that is enough. Too hot.
0: <laughs> um, I don't know. They have a good brother time. They chase mm-hmm. each other through the woods, and Ethan yeah. seems to feel better.
1: Yeah, it was good. it was it was good to see them like enjoying time together. And Ethan was mm-hmm. kind of talking about how it feels like old times when him and Mike are together, which is nice. It's it's good that he at least has you know one anchor to his old life you know what i mean
0: yeah he didn't have to get rid of his whole family he still right. has part of his family right which again probably is why it's hard for him to move to tallahassee
1: exactly exactly it definitely complicates the situation
0: yeah um let's see then we go and we see mariah got a tattoo and lydia mm-hmm. is interviewing her so they've been mm-hmm. hanging out which is yeah. good
1: yeah she says um that it- at the beginning when Mariah moved out, it was kind of hard to get Lydia to come over, but now they hang out all the time, and Lydia is always coming to her for advice. And, um, yeah, which is good. I'm glad that I'm glad that Lydia has Mariah for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mariah and Micah, it's just good for her to have some other family members. Um, yeah. we do get yet another beautiful homeschooling moment where <laughs> uh, Mariah says. Lydia asks Mariah, how long have you wanted this tattoo? And she says, well, you know, since I was 13 or 14. And Lydia's like 15. And she's like, okay, so six years. And she's like, but you're 18.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So it's only three years. Yeah.
0: Um... Um, Mariah says, the whole family is okay with my tattoo. And, of course, she says, you know, my parents just said, well, I hope you like it for the rest of your life. (laughs) And I'm like, you just didn't let that passive aggression hit you. You were just like, cool, yeah, I will.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean I guess it could have been worse, but yeah, definitely they definitely don't like it, Mariah.
0: No, but I I get it with her just wanting to look on the bright side.
1: Exactly, exactly. Also, like who fucking cares what Kim and Barry think of her tattoo?
0: I know. I'd get eighteen really ugly
1: tattoos just to make them mad. Same. I would do anything just to piss them off if they were my parents, which is bad. It's good oh they're not God. my parents. Yeah. <laughs> so Lydia is going to her first job interview at a local auto shop uh, but all of her siblings or most of her older siblings have worked here at some point so it's like pretty much a given that she's going to get the job mm-hmm. but when she walks in um, you know she's talking to the guy that from the auto shop and all of a sudden he's like Do you recognize that guy over there and it mm-hmm. was dun 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 Ethan
0: Ethan! And then, then of course, yep. episode ends. Cliffhanger. I'm glad we didn't watch the first episode right when it came out.
1: (laughs) Same. Same. This is why you wait for them to build up. Hell yeah. So, episode episode two. two.
0: A runaway freight train. Mm, I hate this. Okay. I know. This whole fucking episode was cringe. All of these episodes are cringe.
1: Ah. I know. These people are cringe. Well, Kim and Barry. <clears throat> yes. So this it picks up right where it left off with in the auto shop. Um, and Ethan is there working on his car. And he um, says he goes there very frequently. And we later learn that he goes there basically to avoid Olivia, which is not uh-huh. great. Um, he goes but, to avoid you know, his problems. Yeah. I mean, I guess he could be doing worse things, but...
0: <laughs> yes, at least he's just working on a car and kind of talking it through with Jack, but yeah it doesn't seem to be doing a lot
1: no no um yeah Ethan says he's really happy to see Lydia and I think he is but it's like things are pretty awkward which how could they not be yeah you
0: don't know like I can see where Ethan doesn't know like what Kim and Barry have said about him and Olivia and like he doesn't know how Lydia feels because he hasn't really gotten to talk to her like she could just be mad at him for abandoning them etc like yeah but, Lydia has more grace than that, thankfully,
1: yeah. And um, you could tell that Lydia was like sh- like pretty emotional, too. Like I was just waiting for her to like break down almost. It seemed mm-hmm. like very overwhelming to her, which I would get,
0: yeah, surprise, surprise,
1: no mental preparation for
0: seeing your estranged brother, right.
1: <sighs> right. Um, but they do get to catch up a little bit. And Lydia tells her that she is going to be graduating this year, which is exciting. And then mm-hmm. Ethan tells her that they are maybe kind of maybe moving the plant to Tallahassee, but who knows? Nobody mm-hmm. knows.
0: I hope they move to Thomasville. They just need about twenty five minutes between them and Kim yeah. and Barry, but they, they can go just and a see a little bit. The a little bit of
1: space goes a long way.
0: Yeah, um, he says he's having a hard time coping with it, which obviously we know he is. And he kind of finishes up with how he wasn't concerned that Lydia was going to make him see their parents because even if she had tried, he wouldn't be swayed. He's just too mad.
1: Yeah. And also, like, I think he knows that, Lid- like, Lydia isn't that type of person. She's not going to be, yeah. like, pressuring you to do... She's not Kim. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. I think Lydia and Ethan are very similar, which is probably why she misses him, too,
1: because yeah. they both
0: don't want to do both- the conflict. They just want to mm-hmm. forgive and forget.
1: They're both very, like, loving, um, mm-hmm. like, loyal people, emotional people, too. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Lydia gets the job, of course, and she returns yes. home and tells Kim about everything, including the fact that Ethan was there. And she says, I feel like a bridge between my parents and Ethan. I just hope I don't collapse.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which we've kind of heard echoed in the first episode, which we didn't mention as much. But both Mariah and Micah said that they didn't want to, like, be the go-betweens between Ethan yeah. and the parents. And that was a lot of the problem is because they don't want to betray either set yeah, of definitely. people's confidence, which, you know, fuck Kim and Barry's confidence, but don't narc on Ethan. Right.
1: I mean, <laughs> especially, like, in Lydia's case, like, they're, she literally has no choice but to be loyal to her parents at the moment, at least. Like, she lives with them, yep. you know, she relies on them. Um, but yeah it's just it's just a bad situation
0: yep Um, Kim has a little fucking face on this whole time where she's like I'm happy you got to see Ethan Mm. and you're just like uh huh are you 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 happy fuck off she said something on the talking head like well as long as Ethan and Olivia are not trying to cause division with Lydia they can see her
1: Mm -hmm. okay yeah i'm sure lydia or ethan and olivia are the ones trying to cause the division here
0: yeah they just don't even want to fucking talk about kim and barry ever but kim and barry can't keep their names out their mouths for real
1: so then we go over to mariah who um a couple of months ago recorded a demo and sent it off and got a manager and her manager sent her equipment so she could set like up Uh, at home recording studio which i'm guessing is covid related
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah (laughs) and so he gets she gets max to try to help her set everything up and max says the famous last words of i feel like it can't be that hard
0: (laughs) (laughs) Raider, it was that hard
1: (laughs) anytime you have to set up like recording shit or any type of anything it's gonna be fucking infuriating just
0: yeah, it's going to take twice as long as you think it should. For no and reason. you have to reset everything. And just sometimes you just have to unplug stuff, and that'll make it work.
1: Yep, yep. There's, It has a mind of its own, and you just have to go with it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, shockingly, things don't really go that well. Uh, Max doesn't know shit <laughs> about this. And Mariah says she didn't use computers on the farm. so Which is true. Yeah, I mean, Mariah again,
0: lo- another way that they have failed their children is yeah. not teaching them anything about computers
1: believe it or not technology is important in today's society and not teaching your kids technology does not make it any less important yeah
0: yeah you're just uh fucking them up for the future and then you know limit Mm -hmm. their screen time but yeah certainly help them learn how to type learn how to google yeah It's, it's
1: it's it's good for everyone
0: yeah Um, Okay, so we're back at the Plath family home for a little Mm -hmm. montage of Kim playing her harp and Lydia back in her prayer closet. Prayer
1: closet, yeah. Oh, and so she says that there is something else that she's been praying about, not just Ethan, and that Mm -hmm. is this new guy in her life. Well, not super new. The family's met at a Christian conference in 2018, and since then, she has um, gotten a cell phone. I imagine that. And uh-huh. they've started texting.
0: Yep. Which um, I'm just going to skip ahead into yeah. the part where she and yeah. Kim talk about it. Yeah. Um, so Kim asks her about the boyfriend. And they said they want her to choose. But we want to give input on that relationship. And, of course, Kim reads all of Lydia's text messages every night. And was like, they've been sending a hundred texts a day, but I don't know how you can be emotionally invested when you don't know him. And it's like, well, how the fuck is she going to get to know him if she can't text him or call yeah, him or anything? That's
1: that's my thing is Kim's whole thing was like, you're getting too invested and you don't even know him. So you've got to stop talking to him and you can't get to know him anymore. It's like, that doesn't make yeah. any sense, my dude. And no, she's just, you just giving Lydia the like,
0: yeah, she's giving Lydia the false like option of, you can stop texting him, and then I'll allow you to see him maybe a year from yeah. now. Or s- you can not stop texting him, and that will be mad at you.
1: Yeah, it's like, what the fuck? Also, like, I just don't, like, it, Lydia deserves a little bit of privacy. I And I completely yeah. understand, like, monitoring your kids' internet usage and who they're talking to. I completely understand that's like safety you should know who your kids are talking to but like you don't uh-huh. have to know the contents of every single text message they send i i'm sorry especially Mm-mm. if they're uh, and she how old is lydia like 17? 17 17 She's 17 yeah. and she has in my opinion earned the trust of her parents to have a little bit of privacy yeah so like you don't have to be like this kim
0: Mm-mm. you can just ask her like who's who are you te- who are you texting and then if she says oh i'm texting so and so you'll be like oh like, just connect with your child instead of controlling yeah, them. And they will exactly. often tell you the things that are going on in your life.
1: That's what, I mean, my, that's what my parents did. Like, I didn't hide shit from my parents because, like, my parents didn't get mad at me for stuff that, like, you know. Yeah. Like, I my, I felt very open to talk to my parents because I knew that they weren't going to punish me and take things away from me for telling them the truth about things.
0: Yep. Imagine that. who to thunk it? Who would have thunk know, right? it that you can actually just talk to your child like they're a, a human with their own shit going on? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, this
1: whole this whole conversation pissed me off so much. Kim was talking mm-hmm. about, like, like, after going through her phone, how she says, I saw you really quickly getting emotionally invested in him without really knowing him. And, like, Lydia really correctly and astutely points out, like, you don't know what's going on in my head. You don't know how I'm feeling at all. You're making all of these assumptions and you aren't you are not Mm -hmm. part of the situation at all. And yeah, it's just I'm just always impressed by how all of the plath kids are able to like express their their points so logically. It all makes so much sense to me.
0: Well and like so and part of this Lydia says to Kim like sometimes I wonder what conclusions you've come to. Uh Like
1: wow, like, like,
0: she's not being aggressive, she's not being defensive, she's just saying, you know, I don't see how you're getting to where you're getting. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, I I was really impressed with how Lydia handled this situation, because she definitely, like, stuck up for herself, but did it in Uh a way that was very mature, and way more mature than Kim could ever be. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I was impressed with her, but it, it just pissed me off so much, because, like, there's literally no reason for her to stop talking to this dude. None. yeah
0: um and then of course the conversation kind of ends with kim being like are your emotions like a runaway freight train which mm-hmm. is a callback to i think season two when she was was crushing on that guy mm-hmm. um and then it didn't work out and she
1: said it feels like my emotions are a runaway freight train yeah. and i
0: was like damn kim has a fucking steel trap that she uses against their- her children she all the does, time
1: and that's scary like she y- you know yeah. she's always using like the littlest things they say against them and and of Of course, Lydia,
0: again, being the most mature person in this household, I guess, she's like, I feel like this conversation has taken a wrong turn, which, again, how to shut down a conversation without conflict or defensiveness, just being like, I feel like we've talked past each other.
1: That's the most insane thing, too, is like, Lydia, as far as we know, has not gotten, like, professional therapy. This is just, like, how she is naturally. Like, that is crazy. Yeah, I know. How did Barry and Kim produce such reasonable children? (laughs) I don't know,
0: probably because they she they made all of them be parents before they were ready. <laughs> god god. Oh. <laughs> I know. So much of this you're like, why are they so mature? And you're like, oh right, because of the abusive they household they grew up in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great.
0: Great. Love right. it, hate this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hate this. So moving on, um Helena is a friend of Micah. so we've seen her before. They've gone on a date before and they've mm-hmm. wor- they've worked together before in modeling. Um, And she is coming over and going to meet Ethan and Olivia. Mm -hmm. And um, it went really well. It was actually really cute. Helena seems really like Olivia. She says she follows her on Instagram and she finds like a lot of the things Olivia says to be really inspiring, which is nice. And they seem to like really have a, a bond together, which was good.
0: Yeah. And Micah and Ethan get to hang out. But, of course, mm-hmm. Olivia and Ethan had an argument before right. Micah and Helena came over. So Ethan can't get over it. And he gets mad that Olivia can just be mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to drop this, this this argument for now. And we're going to yeah. have our friends over. Yeah. So. The,
1: te- the tension was so, like, you could cut it with a knife for sure. <sighs> yeah.
0: It sucked. Poor um, Ethan. Has and- so,
1: like, he just has so much that he has to work through that I feel like. He's just not able to get over things because he has, like, so much pent up that he hasn't been able to work through. It's, uh-huh. yeah, it's rough.
0: And he just can't let it out because I feel like he feels like he would lose control or, like, himself. Right. Yeah. With all of this anger and all of this rage and all of this, like, you know, very justified hurt and upset. But fuck. Yeah. <sighs> Also, I can't imagine that there are really good therapists in Cairo, Georgia.
1: Probably not.
0: Probably not. <laughs> Probably a lot of faith-based ones, which is hard
1: mm-hmm. when you're trying
0: to it's, deal with your exactly. faith-based abusive parents.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I would hope that, um, I mean, it seems like Olivia has definitely got, gotten a good therapist. Uh-huh. So I would hope that she could at least point Ethan in the, dr- the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Ethan and Micah kind of run off to talk mostly to avoid being around Olivia, it seems like. Um, uh-huh. and yeah, it's kind of like dark. They kind of start talking a little bit about divorce, which is scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and Micah just kind of listens and says he's always there for Ethan. But yeah, it's like not not a great conversation.
0: Uh-uh. Um Yeah, Ethan tells Micah that he wants to get out of Cairo, but he's having a hard time leaving because he just doesn't know if he and Olivia will make it or if Mm -hmm. he and Micah and Mariah will, you know, continue their sibling relationship if he moves far away, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. It's all just big bummer shit that Ethan's having to deal with.
1: Big bummer shit for real. (laughs) Not good. But meanwhile, Olivia or Helena is inside and talking to Olivia and mm-hmm. they kind of talk a little bit about if the Olivia and Micah would ever date. Hel- no, nope.
0: Helena and Micah.
1: That's what I meant.
0: You I'm said sorry. Olivia. I know. I'm <laughs> Olivia sorry. Olivia and Micah shouldn't date. No, that would make
1: Ethan really mad. I agree. Let's, <laughs> let's just avoid that. Sorry. There's too many, too many names here. <laughs> I know. Um, Helena and Micah would date. And she says um, that she really likes him. And they kind of talk a little bit. And, of course, while they're in the middle of talking about him, Micah, Walks up and is listening, but uh, thankfully she's Mm -hmm. saying all very nice things about him.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, shit, I wouldn't say anything unnice when I know I'm being filmed by a fucking camera (laughs) crew. That's true.
1: (laughs) That's very fair.
0: Like you know, he's gonna see it eventually. True. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, she seemed very genuine and just like you know, he seems to be having a good time. You know, coming from where he came from, I Mm -hmm. want him to be able to have fun and freedom and live his life as he wants to. Which again. How are all these people so mature? I
1: know. I really liked her a lot, too. Like, I really like, mm-hmm. I like all of these people. And it's like, you. I usually don't feel that way about people in their early 20s. Not all yeah. the time, or but just, like, in general.
0: Generally, people on TLC in their early 20s. Yes.
1: Really, people on TV is what I mean. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so the last part of this episode um, is Ethan and Olivia going over to Mariah's for dinner with mm-hmm. Max. Because they've all briefly met before, but they've never really had, like, a sit-down, hang-out, talk, and get to know each other kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Which, man, this was awkward, but it ended up good. Yeah. It just was so awkward at the beginning. Like, Olivia was awkward. She didn't know how to be with them. Ethan was awkward. And then the producers, I love that they were like, well, Ethan, if things get awkward, will you look for an AC unit or a leaky faucet? And he's like, haha, maybe. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Ethan says some really nice stuff about Max and Mariah in the talking head. He's mm-hmm. like, you know, they seem really like they really love each other. And they're in that, like, he doesn't know the phrase honeymoon phase, but right, they're in yeah. the honeymoon phase. And he's like, I really want me and Olivia to get back to that. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I mean, yeah. he really does want it to work with Olivia, but he's just got his own fucking closet of demons.
1: Definitely. No, I, <laughs> re- I genuinely think Ethan loves Olivia and wants things to work out with her. But it's just a matter of dealing with everything and yeah Yeah. well and she's so
0: entangled she's just yeah she's kind of the the straw that broke the camel's back
1: Mm -hmm. so then at dinner um max again very mature just kind of comes out and says that he kind of felt a little hurt that it took this long for them to meet and sit down and it felt like they actively didn't want to meet him and didn't like him And um, Olivia, again, very maturely says, like, I totally see how you can say that. But, like, let me show you my perspective. From my perspective, I, you know, have been a part of this family for a long time. And my in-laws do not, like, are actively against me and will not. Like, I'm not welcome in this family. But they welcomed you with open arms immediately. And that's was really Uh hard for me to deal with. And that is
0: fair. Totally fair. Yeah. Totally reasonable. And, again, mature adults that these people who are 18 to 22 are very self-aware she's like I worked through it in therapy and Max is like you know that makes sense I totally understand that perspective like Mm -hmm. I get
1: it and 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 Olivia was
0: basically just like
1: I didn't want to take that out on you when it was a me problem definitely and like now you know Max was able to bring that up they were able to talk about it get it out of the way and like they all understand each other now and as since Max is from a similar background I think he could definitely you know, sympathize with, with the situation a little bit more. Yeah. So, um,
0: well, and he's been through Mariah's side of it, which I'm sure got pretty right. nasty. Definitely. For a while there too.
1: Definitely. So, um, yeah, it was just a very mature, mature interaction. And I was very impressed. Um,
0: And the only other little thing that I wanted to notice, mention here was that Mariah said that she would never listen to her parents say anything bad about Ethan, but she will always listen to Ethan vent about their parents. And I was like, that's a good, like yeah faucet like stop flow like you know um i'm just gonna say it because we've had sewer problems it's the 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 backup valve so you can have all the shit go out but the shit doesn't come back in your house
1: right exactly exactly Uh, yeah no that is good because like yeah it's it would be inappropriate to talk about ethan with her parent with her parents but like Mm -hmm. as somebody as one of you know however many B- plath kids there are like there's only so many people who was were raised exactly the same way as you and like that's a perfect person to vent to and yep in Mariah's the same situation of
0: trying to keep them at arm's length
1: Hmm. definitely yeah
0: they can fucking hurt you which of course now we get to episode three
1: yes her, her little, little power, power move. move god oh um, man god. So this episode kicks off um talking about Micah who is developing his career into more than just modeling. He also is interested in acting. So his agency (laughs) has set him up with acting classes and addiction coach for his southern accent. And Mm -hmm. I love this this scene just opens up with him just repeating, Yes, I'm loyal and dependable, which was one of his lines that he was preparing over Uh and over again. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I'm loyal and dependable. (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah i am loyal and dependable
0: yes i'm loyal and dependable yeah no it was very cute and then Mm -hmm. of course he asked mariah to help him run lines but Mm -hmm. again mariah she's so emotionally smart but that girl can barely read sometimes
1: yeah she doesn't know how to read a script so it's kind of hard to get through it but they get through it and um (laughs) yeah it was Uh, a
0: disaster it was (laughs) but it was fine
1: it's fine yeah Micah talks about how he's living a totally different life than he was when he was living on the farm. And it's mostly because he's able to make his own decisions, which, hell yeah. Who'd have thunk it? I know. Who'd
0: have thunk that you being able to make your own human adult decisions would make your life different?
1: (laughs) I know, right? It's crazy. (sighs) So then um, Lydia talks about how when she ran into ethan at the shop they talked about how lydia wants to buy a truck and ethan volunteered to help her look for one Mm -hmm. so they had planned to go look at them together um and i guess the original plan was for lydia to meet at ethan's house and them to go from there but then kim decides that she needs the car needs the car and so she instead wants to have wants to drop lydia off at their house And, um, Mm -hmm. originally Ethan is not, not okay with this because he feels like it's definitely just a way for Kim to control the situation, which I probably is probably the truth. Um, I highly doubt that Kim really needs the car. Um, Yeah. For like an hour.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Um, which of course is where we get the episode title where Ethan says it's just her little power move, Mm -hmm. which
1: he knows. he Um,
0: he is very very viscerally uncomfortable and this whole scene just sucked so much because he's just there like incandescent with rage i don't want that lady on my property Mm -hmm. i don't want to talk to kim ever again like you know when a southern child calls their mother by their first name that it is fucking over bad
1: yeah yeah no i kept i did notice how he kept saying kim and i was like fuck dude Um, yeah so yeah but olivia kind of talks him into it a little bit which i like i think she did it very reasonably. i don't think she was like bullying him into it but she kind of talks about how um you know she doesn't have to be on the property she can just drop her off and like it would be more of an issue if we turned it into an issue type thing which is yeah
0: and like she knows that him and lydia need to rekindle their relationship and like that will help ethan process a lot i think because, mm-hmm. again, Lydia, very good at the emotions thing and playing things off, like, you know, letting lettin the, the water roll off her back.
1: Right, definitely, definitely. But, yeah, I guess Ethan finally, like, a, a begrudgingly agrees to it. Yep, into the driveway, can't come up. Yeah, which is fair. I don't know. It yeah. seems fair to me. But Kim yeah. arrives and she's pissed about this and um, she ju- she tells Lydia she'll just pick her up at Micah and, Mariah's and uh-huh. she's And then she just keeps going like, why can't things just be normal? And it's like, Kim, it's literally your fucking fault. Like, you yeah, are the one. Yeah, you
0: have to take steps to make yeah. this normal. Like, hey, I don't hate your wife. Hey, I'm going to go to therapy. Hey, exactly. I'm sorry for your entire fucking childhood.
1: Like, you can't <sighs> just expect Ethan to... Give up his boundaries and, you know, whatever kind of safety net he's created. Like when you've, like you said, literally done nothing to prove or even show that things are different. So yeah. why should he be different? It's just I hate it when Kim gets into these like thing. Why can't I just miss my family? And I'm the victim here. And it's like you are not the victim. Mm-hmm. You are the person who uh-uh. caused this. And you could have done yeah. so many things to make it better but you haven't and you still probably could do things to make it better and you're not yeah yeah the fact of the matter is Kim's like oh you know he's doing this to me and it's like no
0: actually you're getting the consequences of your actions exactly
1: yep that's sorry all it that is, they honey. suck
0: but your actions sucked <laughs> mm-hmm. um <sighs> Olivia was really happy to see Lydia when mm-hmm. Lydia got in and um, mm-hmm. Olivia wanted to give Ethan and Lydia space because Ethan was like, Do you want to come with us to look at trucks? And Olivia's like, No. Yeah. No. That's not my place. And also, I don't want to.
1: <laughs> also, yeah, that sounds awful. But mostly, it should just be, you know, you guys should have some brother sister time. Yeah, especially yeah. since things are not like, it would be one thing if things were like really good and harmonious between Olivia and Ethan. But since there's already tension there, it's like, why bring that yeah. into the situation? Yep. They get to the dealership, and it ends up being closed, but they do get to kind of look around and peek around at the shop and see what they had, so it wasn't like a complete mm-hmm. bust.
0: Yeah, and Lydia was like, you know, I wanted to look at cars, but mostly I wanted to hang out with Ethan, which, right? Yeah, again,
1: definitely.
0: we know this, and it's good.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they talk a little bit about stuff. Ethan still has no idea what's going on with them moving, and yeah. they don't have any plans set at all, so... seems very stressful to me
0: yep um they go back to micah and mariah's house and Mm -hmm. they stand outside in the driveway and chit chat for a while and lydia asks ethan about the boy situation she's like hey i wanted to get your input on this and so she says kim and barry wanted lydia to take a step back from the boyfriend so she did and says that it wasn't their decision it was her decision which Again, I think you're just being played by Kim and Barry, but yeah. it's hard to not be when you live in their house and yeah. they're the only, like, guiding light you have. You don't, you don't have really other... have a choice. Yeah. And
1: sometimes it's easier to deal with stuff when you can kind of lie to yourself and tell you it was your own choice. So it's mm-hmm. you can't really blame her. Uh, but this is where Ethan says some, like, concerning things. Like, he's talking about... Um, like really making sure you get to know somebody, which is fair. Like if you if you're only like texting someone, like that's a hundred percent a way to get to know them, but you need to, you know, meet them in person and get to know them in person as well. But yeah. Ethan says pretty much everyone is not what they seem and it just felt very um ominous when he said that. Yeah.
0: I think he's uh getting a little dark on the inside with all that anger that just mm-hmm. no one is trustworthy, no one is trustable, yeah. no one is who they say they are. Everyone will eventually betray you. Yeah. Which is not a, the way you want to be going. Please no, go to not. therapy, Ethan.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or a rage room. Uh yeah, he touches a little bit about on getting married young. Um and he mm-hmm. says he doesn't regret it, but it's I don't know. It's, it's I think they g-
0: both seem like both he and ethan both he and ethan he's married to himself both he and olivia um because i know they've done couples therapy together mm-hmm. so i think both of them are just like you know i wish we had more time to get to know each other yeah. to get to like be adults with each right. other first versus getting immediately married right which i don't
1: yeah i don't necessarily think that ethan was like i wish i hadn't married olivia i but i think yeah, yeah i definitely would probably wishes that he would have gotten married older and i think it would have made his does.
0: I think it would have made his relationship with Olivia a lot easier if he had been able to gain independence from his parents and out from under their thumb by himself and not have her be such an integral part of the conflict.
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely true.
0: Because I think Olivia is no longer like an escape, like a family that he can go to. It's now she's part of the issue. Like she's Mm -hmm. not... The issue, but she's so it like tied to it that he can't right. even like find comfort in her yeah, and definitely. their little family.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just like he's just in, seems to be in a very dark place. And I'm you know, poor Ethan. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Ethan drops Lydia off at Mariah's and Lydia and Mariah plan to hang out a little bit before Kim picks them up. Um, and then we move on in the next well, I don't know if this is the next day, but um after that, Olivia says that her and Mariah haven't gotten a ton of time to hang out together, especially since Mariah's gotten with Max. So they're having a girls' day, and they go mm-hmm. get milkshakes together.
0: It was very cute, and also I was very impressed that all of them were wearing masks.
1: Yes. Yeah, they made a very, very big point of putting their masks on when they got it from the table, and I was like, okay, thank you. Let's just, hell yeah, yes. And there wasn't even, like, that many people there. It was just, like, them and the people working there. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they could talk a lot. Mariah talks about her relationship with Max. And she says she still feels like she has a crush on him, which is cute. Mm-hmm.
0: Olivia goes in <laughs> for all like all of this. She's just like, hey, I'm your big sister. Has anyone talked to you about
1: sex? Yeah, yeah. And um, <sighs> Mariah says that she says that her mom had talked to her about it once, but it was after she had already like taught it to herself. So that's great. Uh-huh. Um, and Olivia says that her parents never really talked about it at all um, other than she said her dad would say don't do x y or z or you're a prostitute which mm, sounds about right yeah it sounds like something <laughs> your dad would say and yeah they, they both just talked about how both sets of parents really just urged saving themselves from marriage and they had the impression that giving yourself up before then makes you not whole and nobody will want you if you're not whole and blah blah
0: blah. Yeah. Which good on Olivia for just having this conversation mm-hmm. cuz I'm sure Mariah knows but it's always nice to have somebody who's broken the ice there. Yeah.
1: Definitely. Well then Olivia just flat out asks Mariah if she's on birth control, which good. <laughs> like sh- uh, you know, it's good that somebody is making sure that she is aware of these things because it's not yeah. in, she's not raised to know. I'm sure she wasn't raised and told about yeah. the different types of contraceptives at home. So I'm glad that Olivia's looking out for her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good big sister moves.
1: Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, so then we get into like some deep <coughs> shit. And um, Olivia says she's not on birth control because of health Hormones. issues. Yeah. But yeah. then she said, when I did go off birth control, I did get pregnant and I miscarried. And then she goes even further and said that she felt really bad because she was mostly just relieved that she had miscarried because her and Ethan were not ready to have a baby, and Ethan yeah. felt the same way, and um, I mean, wow, like that's'm that's a very real, honest, and I'm yeah. sure, and I'm sure a very normal thing that a lot of people feel, like let's be real. Oh yeah, and yeah, not the hard s- thing to talk about hard thing to talk about, not something that is talked about very often, but like I'm sure it happens. And I yep. mean, like, this is coming from somebody who, like, wants a baby more than anything in the world. But, like, I've been there in situations where, like, if I would have been pregnant, like, it would have been horrible, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're like, this is not the time. This is not the place. And especially with Ethan, like, you don't want to add anything no more way. on top of huge family conflict. It's a baby is not going to fix anything. A baby makes everything harder.
1: Exactly. So, um Yeah but it was it, i i was really happy that she had talked about it cuz then she goes in and talks about how there's already a stigma around miscarriage just in general mm-hmm. but then on top of that to like feel relief from a miscarriage like that's not something like that's something that she felt very bad about that she felt that way and that's yeah. probably a very normal feeling that a lot of people yeah. feel so more people should oh, talk yeah. about it and it should be normalized
0: yeah I don't know. It was a big, big, hard conversation, and mm-hmm. then uh, Mariah asks, "How are you and Ethan doing?" Honestly, not great, mm-hmm. which feels like an understatement at this point. Yeah. Um, but interestingly, Olivia brings up some more points that haven't been brought up, other than the obvious Kimberry hell situation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that Ethan was so sheltered when he emerged from the Plath farm that she felt like she was always the one in charge and the one who, you know, had to guide him and teach him about the world. And Mm -hmm. she just wants an equal relationship.
1: Yeah, definitely. Which I, and I remember like the early episodes of the Plaths, it was like, um, Olivia giving Ethan his first Coke and all Uh kinds of stuff, like just crazy stuff that children experience, you know?
0: Yeah. And,
1: yeah, I can see that definitely. Like, that's not—I mean, not that the, that kind of situation can't exist in a marriage, but that's not like that's not the foundation of a marriage. That's not how it should be. It's not like a, you know. Yeah. There needs to be some give and take.
0: Yeah, she doesn't have to be his mom, right? And his exactly, wife, basically. Which, like, I get it. We're all gonna have blind spots, and we all teach our significant others about stuff, but like. Yeah, you got to have a break from that occasionally to be adults together.
1: Right. When it's like everything and your whole life has been sheltered, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Mm-hmm. She's also having a hard time coming to terms with the fact that she's going to therapy and she's healing and moving on and processing and stuff. And Ethan is not doing the work and she's like, I can't do it for him mm-hmm. and I can't make him want to, but yeah. I hope he does yeah. want to.
1: It's it's really shitty. It's just a matter of like waiting and seeing and figuring out Mm -hmm. how much like where your where your line is and where you need to you know but at least it seems that olivia is very aware of what she needs and Mm -hmm. so that's good at least it just seems like she's not she's at the point now where she's prioritizing herself more which is good um yeah so yeah i I just really hope it works out for them because i Love them. I think they are so sweet I and I want nothing but the best for them. But, I mean, I don't know. It's hard.
0: Yeah, it may or may not work out, but either way, I think Ethan will eventually get there, get to where I he needs so. to be.
1: Yeah, I agree. Especially
0: with, I'm sure Olivia will at some point, if she's like, you know, I just need to do this for myself and move on, then that may be the kick in the ass that Ethan needs, honestly.
1: Right. Right. Definitely.
0: Not an ultimatum, but a, hey, I'm going to lose this very important thing in my life if I don't wake up fucking yeah. yeah, kick myself to mm-hmm. go to therapy or whatever he needs. Right. Start kickboxing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some, something. <laughs> Just get out the aggression. Yeah. Um, so Ethan is back in the auto shop working with Jack on his car. And again, this is where he kind of talks a little bit about how he has been working on his car a lot to avoid conflict with Olivia. Mhm. I mean, I fucking get it, man.
0: Sometimes when you're just so mad at the world, you can't help but lash out at the people around you and mm-hmm. you just want to not, but it's just fucking them up, man.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um they talk a little bit uh, Ethan and Jack talk a little bit about how they he both of them really don't really like change or like stepping outside of their comfort zone. They like to do the same mm-hmm. things every day. And, like, stay in the same place. But um, Olivia is much more adventurous, wants to see the world. And it's kind of, you know, a matter of finding a balance between those. Mhm. Um, Yeah, and, well, Ethan,
0: you know, he's aware. He's... He's going to get there one day, but he's like, you know, in the moment, it feels really good to be in here and work on my cars or work outside on the AC unit or whatever, but he is just using it to distract himself. And right. Yep. Yeah. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. But Hopefully this means that you're you're on the precipice of wanting to yeah. work on your shit.
1: I mean, I guess at least he's aware of it and he's not in denial of it. That's the first yeah. step, I suppose. Yeah. So then we go over to Micah who unfortunately got his license suspended for speeding. <laughs> uh, so he's using his four-wheeler to go around. And God. because and it's his birthday, it's his 20th birthday, but because of his lack of license, his social life is impacted by this. <laughs> so he has to celebrate with his parents unfortunately.
0: It's so funny because then Kim says something like, It's just such a blessing to have a a 20 year old who wants to celebrate his birthday with his family. And he's like, He doesn't, but he just can't do anything else.
1: He was was literally like, The only reason why I'm here is because I don't have a license and I can't go out and hang out with my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Yup. They have dinner, and uh, Mercy gave Mercy, who I don't know how old she was, she's like 10. She's a tiny little baby. I don't know. She's so little. She gave Micah her birthday money for his birthday, which was so sweet. I thought it was like so, so nice. Mm -hmm.
0: I know. It's so sweet. I think Mercy and Micah have one of the like special bonds like Lydia and Ethan do.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, And then they go on a little scavenger hunt (laughs) where Micah keeps finding $20 bills everywhere, including in the kitty litter. Uh, (laughs) But thankfully it was in a baggie. It wasn't just like loose in the kitty litter. Um, but yeah, he gets some money, which yeah. is rare for him. He says he's never gotten, he got like 200 and some dollars and he's never gotten that much money from his parents before, which makes me wonder yeah. if they're just trying to butter him up. But whatever.
0: again, what I wrote was he said, um, this is probably more than I got from the other 19 birthdays combined. And I was like, that sounds like love bombing. Like I've yeah. abused you, but now love me. Cause I'm going to give you
1: money. It does. It made, it made me feel very uncomfortable. It's like, okay, so this is just them. Also, probably they're on TV. They uh-huh. want to seem like they do this often, but this is like how they celebrate their kids' birthdays when we know they probably don't. Nope.
0: Yeah, I don't know. This is the whole time where Barry's like, well, Mike is very mysterious. And I'm like, yeah, because okay. he doesn't fucking trust you. He's not going to tell you
1: about his life. Right. I would be mysterious if you were my parents, too, because I would not tell you guys shit.
0: Mm Not shit.
1: Not shit.
0: I don't know. That whole the dinner was nice with the siblings but Kim and Barry make everything so fucking awkward all the time of
1: course they do they gotta ruin everything yep can't just let anybody have a
0: nice time without them Mm
1: -hmm. so this last part of this episode um is Olivia looking at a rental property alone which is a little scary Mm -hmm. but she says Mm -hmm. that since Ethan is not really on board um but she wants to get the ball rolling that she just kind of has to get started somewhere
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think it's a good plan because Ethan seems to be more like stymied by the indecision and like the trying to find it and trying to find somewhere new to move. So she was like, hey, there's this place in Thomasville. It's this much a month. We can afford it. This is what it looks like. Do you want to go see it? He might be more willing to be like,
1: "Okay, right. If like she's making the decisions kind of for them, but not really. But like, you know, taking the initiative. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, But she looks at the house, and she says she likes it, and it's a cute neighborhood and a cute house, but that Ethan would never live there because it didn't have, like, a place to work on their cars or a garage, and it was all very, like, new and perfect.
0: Yeah, all very close together, like, suburb houses, which, I mean, again, Olivia, mature adult human. Mm -hmm. She likes the house, but she's like, you know, we got to compromise. we got to find something that we can both live in.
1: Well, and I'm sure she's aware that, like, she doesn't want to buy a place or get a place where Ethan's going to be miserable. Cause he's already fucking yeah. miserable. Like it's not going to help to be in a place yeah. that you know, he's not going to like. Exactly. <sighs>
0: Olivia thinking yeah. of other people I doing know. a good job.
1: I, I, I love Olivia so much. Um, She says she doesn't want to like issue any type of ultimatums about moving with Ethan. Mm-hmm. Um, She really wants Ethan to make the choice t- to move for himself. But I mean, it's a matter of like, he's got to make that decision um and she says if he doesn't want to move i need to know so i can move on and do what's best for me which yeah yep
0: yep that sucks but that's how it be
1: yeah definitely Ugh, these episodes were so rough they
0: were so rough i miss old fun dunking on kim and barry days now it's just dealing with the aftermath
1: i miss labrador retriever mr peanut butter ethan i miss him so much and i'm so sad for him and i just i hope he feels better i know now he's abused puppy ethan i know that's not what i want to see we want him to be the big strong labrador
0: of goofiness that he was
1: i know i know um but i think that wraps it up for this week I think next week we are going to talk about the new um, Lula Rowe docu series that's on Amazon Prime, I believe, which is exciting. Yes. I've heard a lot about it. I haven't started it yet, though, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, mm-hmm. And then we're going to get dip back into the Plaths and um, finish up the rest of these episodes that are out right yep. now as well. Um, but if you have anything that you want to say about these episodes or any of our other episodes, if you have any suggestions for things you'd like us to watch in the future, you can send us an email at tvliterate at gmail.com. And you can find
0: us everywhere on the internet at tvliterate. We're on Twitter, Tumblr, Reddit, Facebook, anywhere that you can think to find us. We're probably there. And mm-hmm. if we aren't, let us know because we want all the tea. Definitely. <laughs> um, and we also have a kofi fi uh, dot ko-fi.com forward slash tv literate if you want to give us a buck or two for hosting costs if we've made you laugh or cry we're sorry if we made you
1: cry but we yeah. love you yeah <laughs> we do love you and we would really appreciate it very much and we would also appreciate any reviews that you have the time to leave us those are always very helpful and um we wouldn't mind it if you recommended us to some of your friends get the word out spread the word yeah. and we will see you guys next week with another episode bye bye. Bye.